The Grandmother Stories Seeking Light in Dark Times Hello, I'm Katherine Matheson. Writer, grandmother, crone, aspiring wise woman. I've walked this earth through six decades and even the fools among us can see the situation in this world that our children will inherit is dire. This podcast is for my grandchildren to share my deepest secrets, the lessons I've learned, and the brilliant pieces of incredible joy I've managed to find even in my darkest hours. I'm sending this out to all of you, dear grandchildren, because I know you have come into this life with a purpose, just like every single child on the planet today. It's easy to forget sometimes that your voice, your gifts, your insights, your presence in the world matters. The world needs your light because we are all seeking light in dark times. Before we begin this episode, I have news. I'm so pleased to tell you about a new portal for mystic stories called Stonesong Wisdom, now available on Substack. Stonesong Wisdom weaves threads of your favorite stories from this podcast together into serialized stories to create a deeper offering of magic. This portal will offer stories that were first told here and presented as whole chapters in text and audio formats. This includes The Wellkeeper's Promise, Tree Magic, The Brilliant Land, and The Farseer of Fastwater. If you've wondered what happens next for any of these stories, you're invited to subscribe to Stonesong Wisdom at katherinemathison.substack.com. It's just beginning, and these stories will be offered chapter by chapter in the coming weeks and months, and there will also be meditations and other deeper wisdom offerings. Episode 20, The Grandmother Stone, and How to Make Deep Magic. Dear Grandchildren, All humans have the ability to make deep magic, if they can learn to see the land as something more than a place to build houses and cities and roads. We've lost this ability over the last 400 years. In this post-industrial world, humans have developed and scraped and dug away and paved almost all the world's livable land. Only 2 to 3% of the world is still ecologically intact because of this industrial activity, and because of biodiversity loss and invasive species. According to a study published in Frontiers and Forests Global Change and reported in 2021 by the World Economic Forum, if we can reclaim our ability to see the importance of land as a powerful, natural ally, then we can begin to work with it and to create a deep magic that can heal, restore, and regenerate itself now and into the future. I know how this sounds. Really? Magic can do that? 
okay. Call it science because science actually supports what I'm about to tell you. The world is one massive electromagnetic field and the world's stones and soils have magnetic properties. In 2021, a North Carolina State University article put it this way, soil particles are similar to a magnet, attracting and retaining opposite charged ions and holding them against the downward movement of water through the soil profile. Soils with a strong charge have the ability to hold more nutrients." End quote. For Philip S. Callahan, Ph.D., entomologist, ornithologist, and author of Ancient Mysteries, Modern Visions, The Magnetic Life of Agriculture, published in 1985, this relationship between soil and plants is measurable as paramagnetism and diamagnetism, two natural forces known and documented by scientists. For a look at the science of these forces, watch Paramagnetism and Diamagnetism, a YouTube video by Khan Academy. Callahan says these two forces are little understood, and they account for what he calls the secret life of plants and stones and soil. He says, quote, Stable growing soil is highly paramagnetic, and all plant life is diamagnetic. Those two modern scientific terms may be thought of as what the ancient Chinese called the yin and yang of life, the plus and minus of nature, two equal but opposing forces. The ancients understood these weak but paradoxically powered forces better than we moderns who, in this age of petroleum farming, have all but forgotten them. End quote. Callahan believes the secret life of stones and soil and plants and the magnetic forces that connect them were known to the ancients, who used them to enrich soil and grow better crops. He showed how the ancients may have actually harnessed energy from the cosmos to further increase the paramagnetic and the diamagnetic qualities of soil and crops. And he says any inquiry into what our agricultural ancestors meant by the term magic should be grounded in modern experimental methods, end quote. And in asking us to accept our ancestors' view of magic in working with the land, Callahan included a quote from a prayer attributed to Lakota Chief Yellowlark in 1877. Chief Yellowlark said, Let me learn the lessons you have hidden in every leaf and rock. Which brings us to the Grandmother Stone and how to make deep magic. The ancients knew their ancestors would tell their secrets and their stories to the stones. And when a community went to one particular stone to tell it their stories, that stone would become a keeper stone. And when that stone had been a keeper stone for many generations of ancestors, it would become such a part of the community that at some point it would become honored as the grandmother stone. And sometimes, in times of great need, because of its strong bond with the families it served, it would share a knowing 
with one able to hear what it had to say. Once, in a place known as the Brilliant Land, Kamina was sitting on a large, flat-topped stone known as the Grandmother Stone. It was several hours past sunset, and she shivered in the cold and starless night as a sharp, insistent wind carried the promise of snowfall coming soon. There was a ritual underway to mark the dark of the moon, and Kamina knew that, apart from the old ones working it at the wood chant at the top of the long, sloping hill behind her, most of the inhabitants of her village were asleep. She was holding a vigil for her father, who had not returned from a hunt as expected. He had been separated from his fellow hunters, and they had come back this morning, several days late, having searched for him. When they had not found him, they had returned to the village, hoping he had also found his way back. Komina knew this cycle of the dark moon was the one the ancestors most cherished, and she had spoken at length to them and to the grandmother stone, speaking the concern she and her mother and sisters had for her father. If you have anything, any whisper or knowing of where he is, or if he needs help, or if he has a message for his family, I thank you, and I will wait to hear it, she had said. And now she listened, with eyes closed, cloaked and hooded against the chill, all her senses open, waiting. The grandmother stone was a large natural outcrop of granite with white and purple crystalline veins running across its surface. It was a short walk from the village to this place, halfway up a long sloping hill. The grandmother stone was surrounded by a thick cluster of hazel trees that marked the beginning of the ancient forest that continued up the slope where it was crowned with the wood chant the towering grove of oak and yew and hawthorn trees. The voices of the old ones singing and chanting there could be heard in intervals as the wind first brought her their voices and then snatched them away. As the ritual proceeded, she knew the natural stone in the center of the wood chant was connecting with the grandmother stone. She could feel its energy shifting, as she sat upon it, and she knew the energies generated in the ritual were also connecting with the stone song, the three great circles of stones across the broad valley which lay on the other end of this path. Komina. The voice in her head was deep and musical and rich, and it was not human. Yes, Grandmother, I'm here, she said. The land feels neither his blood nor his bones. His feet only does it feel. He is burdened with a deer he has taken and nothing else. He will be back before the snow flies. Komina's head came up. She had fallen asleep for a few moments, had she dreamed and heard only what she wished to hear, or was this a true knowing? 
the Grandmother Stone did not speak again. Thank you, Grandmother. Thank you, she breathed. She placed her hands on the stone and sent her gratitude into it and into the energy lines around it, thanking the land, too, for its vigilance and its message. And then she moved, stiffly, to jump down off the stone and hurry home. She found her mother and sisters awake, all too worried to sleep. He'll be back before sunrise, she told them. Grandmother Stone says so. After hugging each other in relief, they built up the fire. When her father returned a few hours later, just as the first flakes of snow were swirling down, he was surprised. A warm fire and your smiling faces and a hot meal, he said, laughing, as if you knew. All you do on the land is known by the land, answered Kamina. You've told us that so many times. Ah, said her father, and sometimes she'll let your family know you're all right. Putting his hand on his heart, he opened his door and stared out past the snow, which was falling faster now and sticking to the ground. Grandmother, he said, thank you. Then he moved his hand from his heart, sweeping it open-palmed in the direction of the grandmother stone, before stepping back into his home and closing out the first snowstorm of that winter. Dear Grandchildren, the making of deep magic begins with your intention to work with the land around you. The ancients knew that if they took care of the land, the land would take care of them. You don't need to have a wood chant or a stone song or a grandmother stone. You can hold these kinds of places in your imagination and send them your love and your gratitude. You can hold the light for them, send the light to them, and... As you do, you can make a regular practice of seeing the land as a place filled with magic. The ancients worked with the land this way, and their ways, though gone now, can be put into practice in a new way, using the gifts you hold now. And this part is worth repeating. If we can reclaim our ability to see the importance of land as a powerful, natural ally, then we can begin to work with it and to create a deep magic that can heal, restore, and regenerate itself now and into the future. Thank you for listening to Episode 20 of the Grandmother Stories. See you soon. This podcast is for my grandchildren to share my deepest secrets, the lessons I've learned, and the brilliant pieces of incredible joy I've managed to find, even in my darkest hours. I'm sending this out to all of you, dear grandchildren, because I know you have come into this life with a purpose, just like every single child on the planet today. It's easy to forget sometimes that your voice, your gifts, your insights, and your presence in the world matters. The world needs your light, 
because we are all seeking light in dark times. See you soon.